You may have played poker, but playing poker in Texas is a different animal. This is the Texas Poker Podcast with Tyler and Clint. Hello, this is the Texas Poker Podcast. I'm Tyler. This is Clint. What's up, y'all? And we are back with episode 86. Episode 86. It's crazy to think this podcast has carried for a year and a half. Uh, just kind of kind of crazy to think about that all of a sudden. <laughs> right? Never thought whenever we started it would still be going I oh, guess, yeah. long and strong. <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought four weeks in, this, this is capped. Here, here we are in episode 86. Uh, as far as poker this week, I guess we can start with my session since I ended up playing Tuesday. Because the only session you played was the one we played yesterday, right? Correct. Okay, so uh, there's a private game kind of in the Pasadena area. I, f- I go and play here and there. Uh, and I needed... It's been a stressful week. Doing a ton of hours. Doing, dealing with a lot of stuff going on. I needed something kind of chilled and laid back, which is exactly this game. 1-1, one, one, a lot of splashing around. More having a good time than anything. Uh... That being said, when I got there, it was like I first get there and the guy, it's like a private game. So he knows how many people's coming. The table's full. So I drove an hour there for the table to be full. And he's like, I'll get you in. Don't worry about it. I'm like, okay, whatever. I'll, I'll play on poker bros for a little bit. And so about, I'm there for about 40 minutes before I actually get on the table. Uh, then we, uh, and then it's one of those nights where, I mean, it is just card-dead galore. So it was not the most interesting until probably about two hours into the session. Uh, Two hours into the session, I basically start getting a lot of good hands, and I start getting in good three-bet situations. But it's three-bet that goes multi-way and just ends up missing. So it's kind of a three-bet... You know, a very wet flop that misses me with three players calling. Kind of a check fold, give up. No, absolutely. Especially when you see it, like you said, so multi-way. There's really no moves to make unless you hit the flop. So, Yeah, so it was kind of that over and over again until I finally... Uh, I have ace-queen. There's a, there's a straddle. I'm in kind of an early position. Uh, is a straddle to five. I make it 15. There's two calls. The flop is ace-jack-three with two diamonds. Okay, and what do you have in what suit? I have ace-queen. I do not believe I have a diamond. Okay, so top pair, queen's playing. Okay. I bet 15 in both call. So i kind of been doing uh, using a smaller bet size. I was just about to say, it's a pretty small bet size on a draw-heavy board. I like a bigger bet there, I think. but Yeah, I've kind of... I've been doing the smaller bet size and having a lot of, a lot of success with it lately. So I kind of do that, although I do think you can exploitatively bet more here and probably get some calls. But like I say, I mean, at that point, then anybody who's looking at bet sizing is, can very much tell what you got when you have it. How many people would you say look at bet sizing in a 1-1 private game? Uh, Probably less than zero. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I mean, talk about something. You don't need to worry about it. should be betting probably a little bit bigger. Uh, probably so. <laughs> uh, so I bet 15, both call. The turn is a 10. 
Which I don't love this turn. <laughs> they talk about a horrible turn. Yeah. Uh, and now I have I have liked the small bet sizing. It's been very helpful. But the problem is it also increases the range of hands people have here. So if I bet, you know, let's say I bet like closer to 30 or something, someone's a little less likely to call me with a gut shot. 100%. But with 15, they're probably, and I want them calling with a gut shot. But I mean, it but makes when, it more. Say, it makes it more uh, problematic when something like this hits, though. But say when the gut shot comes in, though, you definitely need to be on your toes because you didn't bet big enough to kick them out. So them being there is still a real possibility for you. Yeah, but the diamonds did not complete. I think of checking this here, uh, but then I feel like I'm still a little too strong. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I, so. I wouldn't mind a small bet here, I don't think. Well, you're going to love this, because I bet big here. Uh, so, Well, actually, okay, one second. Go over the, uh, I'm still debating. Let me think about the board one more time, because I, once I said a small bet, I was kind of thinking probably actually a big bet. Go ahead, tell me the board one more time. Let's review it for the listeners real quick. Uh, I have ace-queen, and the flop comes, eight, and there's uh, three, to the, three to the flop. The flop comes ace-jack-three with two diamonds. I bet 15, about a third pot, both call. The turn is a 10, with which any Broadway card is kind of problematic here because mm-hmm. it does make king-queen now makes a straight. Uh, Jack-10 is two pair. Ace-jack and ace-10 are now two pair. Yeah, you're selling me on the small bet. Yeah, well, I bet. I thought of betting, I thought of checking here, and then I'm like, well... I still am ahead of all the flush draws that I get value from. I definitely like charging the flush draws because I think more often than not, you're going to be up against flush draws here. Would just be my guess. I mean, uh, that's what you're really trying to hope to charge, right? So, so, yeah, I mean, there's... Well, because there is kind of a lot of bad rivers here, too. It's like... Uh, Yeah. I mean, any diamond is not great. I mean, you need to charge ace, but, I mean, there's a lot of random ace two pairs. Uh, Jack... I mean, there's very seldom as anybody can just have a 10 here, unless they had queen 10. They're not even that random of ace two pairs. They're just ace Broadway card two pairs. Yeah, it's a... Well, I mean, like any river like could be oh, gotcha. like, like ace five suited or something. Gotcha. Uh, so, and then like a, like a king or queen. Like even if I hit two pair, it's kind of a disaster because a queen <laughs> brings a king straight. I bet 60, thinking like, well, I can really kind of narrow this down and take charge of this i get raised to 300 by the next act mm, yeah. the other player folds yeah this is why i like the big bet on the flop and then you bet small on the turn or at least smaller it that's, um, makes just a lot a, more sense they're just a snap fold i think i mean i'm just done here oh and the the player who does it is known to bluff quite a bit too yeah, but if you're call if you're stacking off here, I feel like you could just be stacking off randomly with anything. Yeah, probably so. I mean, this is a kind of a bad board for even like one good pair. Uh, I tank for a while, and then he lets me choose a card. And I, I mean, the main hand I'm like kind of nervous about is Jack Ten. And then I, so I end up turning over a card, and it's a Jack. And I think I was leaning towards calling maybe. But then once it's the jack, I was like, well, it's not the jack of diamonds, which, like, for bluffs, I'm really wanting to see two diamonds here. And I'm not sure it may, because I was like, well, he could do this with king jack or queen jack, too. But I'm like, 
seems kind of like a weird bluff card. Like, I expect, like, diamonds or, like, queen ten, like queen nine of diamonds or something like that. Uh, so I'm like, well, jack ten, now ace jack. I was like, so I end up folding, and he had king, he had queen jack. So it was, my call would have been good having them dominated, but kind of, like you say, if you're if you're calling this, are you, I mean, you're basically just getting stacked with top pair all the time when they do have it. Especially this deep in a 1-1 game. I mean, yeah, just, I don't know. I think they're just, I mean, he made a really good move at a really good time. I mean. Yeah, I mean, like I, and like I tell you all the time, you shouldn't worry about getting bluffed because if you're not getting bluffed all the time, then you're just literally giving insane amounts of value to everybody, right? Oh, you yeah, know, I, like I say, I mean, I don't, I just don't want to say I'm not bothered, but getting bluffed is part of the game. I mean, that would be like getting upset if you're a running back and you get tackled. I mean, yeah, you're going to get tackled. You're going to get bluffed when you're playing poker. If you're not getting bluffed, you're calling a lot. you got to have a lot of money. you got to have a lot of money not to get bluffed. Uh, but I mean, as far as the hand goes, I like a bigger bet on the flop. I like probably either a smaller bet on the turn, but I think the fold was good. I mean, I'm fine yeah. with that. Yeah, I'm I'm fine with it too. I, I kind of have gone back and forth with it on if I should be calling there or not. Uh, one of the guys who's a, a real popular dealer around town, town who plays with us, uh, he was like, "Well, if somebody ever shows asks you to see a card, it's a call." He's like, why are they giving you information if they if they want you to if, if they want you to call? So I was, do you what do you think about that? I thought that was kind of an interesting take. I mean, I wish uh, what's it called? I wish he would have said that to the guy we played with last yesterday. I let him see a card and he folded out of the nuts. But oh, okay, well then not then apparently it's not always right. <laughs> I say normal actually more times than not. Like I had a set one time and I let someone see a card. And he called because he didn't think that you'd have both. Yeah. I mean, I guess I've actually only done it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> actually, how do I play with this dealer? <laughs> Tyler's like, how do I get on all this one, one game? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's a, uh, so we end up doing that. Uh, I have another kind of weird spot here. Uh, again, I've been car- like was car dead for a lot of the game. And then just uh, now I'm getting pretty decent hands. I raised king queen off to 10. Four call and then another player bets to 50. I tank because this looks like such a squeeze spot here. Yeah, I'm just calling to defend my opening range and it's such a squeeze spot. I feel like you're going to be ahead of his range so often. Uh I kind of went back and forth and I was like, "Well, these king queen in these three bet pots, just never seems to function very well, especially at lower limits. I mean, they function so poorly, <laughs> I mean, just so bad. I mean, but in this very specific situation where you make it ten, everyone calls, and then you get squeezed. I think it's such an obvious squeeze spot that I like the defend at some point. Yeah. But you, you, you know, you advance with caution here because, like you said. King, queen, and three-bet pot just seems like it's just always just set to fail. 
Yeah, and now we're talking about this at the lower limits because I mean there are times like if it, if you're a two five Vegas game where everybody's super aggressive three betting all the time, all of a sudden it becomes a call. But in these one oh, I mean, three, you might even be four betting them if you're feeling real frisky. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but in these one three, in like in these one three lower limit Houston games, I mean these three bets are so geared towards aces, kings, queens. Ace King and Ace and Queen, say, not even Ace King or Ace Queen with some players. Yeah, so it's a. Uh, I do feel like I have to call it here sometimes. I what I decide is like if I'm have King Queen suited, go ahead and make this call. King Queen off to make this fold. I choose it's King Queen off. I choose to fold here. But you didn't. You did in the moment recognize that it was a very obvious squeeze spot. Just, I did. Yeah. Okay. I just didn't know if that came into play or not, or you weren't. Well, the other thing is, it's also a pretty big bet. And, I mean, it is an obvious squeeze spot. I recognize that, but I also recognize not everybody's even taken advantage of squeeze spots. And if they do, they're rain- Like, I don't think they're doing it with, like... Like, you could say you could do this with 9-8 suited or something, right? No, oh, for sure. Uh, I don't think most people do that, though. So, I thought... I thought the what? range <laughs> is less than it would be, but I still thought it was still pretty high. So, it's a, I fold, another player calls, the flop comes immediately, king, queen, five. Well, now I know you should have called. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the player who three bet me, who three bet did have, have pocket tens, which still doesn't really, because if that's the bottom of his range, it's I mean, still kind know. of a good fold, really. I mean, we don't know if that's the bottom of his range. It happens to be his hand, right? Yeah, well, that's kind of the thing, but if... It, like I was just saying, like if we know it's tens, then we then we know it's a call, yeah. but it doesn't really mean it's a call unless we know what what the bottom of his range is. If we put it like eights plus, and then ace, like I mean ace queen, or it's probably still should be a fold there. Uh, I just like the call given the odds in the squeeze spot situation. That's I mean if you have no, if there's no callers behind you, I think it's an easy fold, but. Yeah, uh, so it continues, and then, like I still like I keep getting really good hands. I keep uh, keep three betting. It gets multi way, uh, and missing on very wet boards. Uh, and these uh, I'm playing with a bunch of players who don't really care to fold. So <laughs> I mean, there's uh, it, a bluff. A bluff here would be make no sense. I finally get in a spot that's pretty good. I three bet on the button to thirty with Ace King suited. Small blind makes it a hundred. Uh, I jam for two hundred. Okay, good. Thank goodness. Thank God. I don't have to yell at you. <laughs> no, like, I, like there are times I would like, fall, but I mean, the SPR would be ridiculous here. <laughs> I, mean, I was about to say, get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I jam for two hundred. He calls. He has pocket kings. I'm out. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's well, that'll happen. So I mean, just one of those. That's a cooler there, though. I mean, I'm not, I'm not overly stressed about that, but yeah, it's oh no, I don't, I'm not stressed about that. The like, I'm more stressed about like the ace queen, the king queen. Like, I mean, that's just a cooler. Those tans. I, I mean, you kind of wonder if you played right. Uh, I don't think I played that badly, but I think it was getting into weird spots and missing a lot. I don't know. I wouldn't even worry about that ace queen hand at all, but. I mean, you keep bringing that one up whenever you were saying that that one bothered you. I wouldn't even let that one bother you at all. 
That's true. I mean, that's what the player type. I thought it, maybe it should be a call sometimes, but I mean, it would be a very weird call. I mean, yeah, it's <laughs> I mean, for the, for that amount of bet. I mean, like five times your bet. I mean, is very. Yeah, you like to say. I mean, you're just stacking off all the time with top pair if you're doing that. I mean, you're going to be walking back to all the private games at least. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that I ended up down four uh, four ten on that game, and it was a uh, so it, not the best, not what I was hoping for, but you know those those will happen. So me and you end up at Paramount on oh, and a couple things I was going to bring up about Paramount too. I talked to Matt, and they are bringing back a point system. Like, when you get in their tournaments, and there's going to be a, a point system where you get, like, enrolled in a free tournament, like, every, like, so often, and the top player gets, like, free time and all that. So, they are bringing that back. And they're going to have day tournaments on Tuesday and Wednesday, which is kind of interesting. I like, I don't actually do this, but I love having the option, <laughs> yeah, weirdly I'm enough. Saying, from someone who, you say that you love them, but I've never seen you at one. But I love the idea. I love the option to, to be able to play them. Because, well, if I, it's during the day and everything, it'd be, it's an o- awesome option to have. I guess because I'm back from, back in the days where you didn't have any of this. But, yeah, I don't use it very much. Or ever, really. I mean, literally never, actually. I mean, people with your attitude are how those tournaments get canceled. That's true. That's fair. Because <laughs> like, I just like knowing they're going on. I do. <laughs> While I'm asleep, I, I like knowing. I love having the option of that. Uh, but so yeah, like, I no, love that I'm poker. never there. You will never see me there, but I love that it's happening. I love that poker is booming so much that I could play if I wanted to. I, I'm glad that you uh, you're on the same page. Uh, Paramount was a very interesting session, although it started out the most boring ever. Uh, you seem to have way less hands than me. Did you want to go I mean, on yours? Oh, well, I guess there's that one hand where that guy, what did he drill? He drilled, I had King Queen, he had King 10 and River 2 pair. I mean, this is a bad, I mean, it's just a socket or would it cooler, I guess. I don't really want to just go over a hand where I... Just a suck out, really, yeah, I think. I, I mean, he could very easily fold there, I think. I bet big, too. I mean, I bet 50. I mean, I did everything I was supposed to and lost. You know, I mean, I don't really want to go over the hand run. It's just bet, bet, him call, call, him drill the river. I che- He checks to me. I check it back, and I'm no good. I thought it was weird that he checked that river. I mean, if you're going to get there. Well, I mean, once I bet so big on the turn, I feel like sometimes, but... Either way, I mean, that's here nor there. Just a suck out. I mean, nothing really to talk about. What there is to talk about, though, was my poor PLO hand. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, go, yeah, you go ahead and start it off on this one. So I was in the big blind, and I had 6684. And um, so I get to see the flop. I'm pretty pumped. And I'm like, well, I'm getting pretty short stacked. I have about a hundred to maybe a hundred and ten dollars left, and this game is a pretty deep stack game for a one-two game. It really was for Paramount. Like, it was <laughs> yeah, pretty, it was deeper than the average, definitely. Um, so I was by far and away the shortest stack, and um, the flop comes three, four, eight. I mean, everyone sees the flop as per usual, right? Right. Um, and someone bet relatively small i think it was like 15 15 right 
It was something, or was it 30-30 that I went all in? I think it was 30-30. Yeah. yeah. De- like, yeah, I definitely do believe it was 30-30. So it was 3-4-8 with a flush draw on board. And I just thought this would be a good a time as any just to go all in for my $110. Yeah. There's already, you know, over, there's 60 with just those two people right there with the 30-30. You know, the, the blinds in there. I mean, I find that this is such a horrible spot for you. Because, okay, you can never call here, right? I mean, because, I mean, if you're ahead, you need to charge somebody something. Uh, it seems crazy to fold because you have such a strong hand here. But you know, like, if you're called, very you're very unlikely to be good. So, uh... Oh, 100%. So, but, when, I, when I go all in here, I'm... Hoping to get folds. Oh, well, yeah. You're praying for folds. You're praying everybody just puts you on a set of eights. And nobody has, like, the nut. Maybe they all have draws, but not the nut draw. And they just all fold. Yeah. Well, basically what we just described what I was hoping for, the exact opposite happens. Oh, yeah. It goes I mean, crazy. I think just a random guy Betty uh, raised me. And then it went all in, all in, all in. It was like a four or five way all in, right? Yeah. I mean, talk about someone who's drawing to just run a runner quads with the sixes. Yeah, and then after everybody's all in, you kind of we show you show me your hand, and it's a uh, and I'm like I like at that point I thought you might be good at that moment, but the chance, but I was like you're screwed here because I mean you're never this is not staying good unless you actually hit an eight or four. I'm like I think you're drawing to I mean to outs, but that's pretty much it. I mean. <laughs> I mean, they didn't just raise. I mean, it was all in, all in. I mean, they for were gigantic like, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. six hundred dollars. I mean, I was just like, I am so dead. I was like, well, I, I assumed that there was probably some wraps in there. There was a nut flush draw and maybe a set of threes, but you're blocking eights and uh, pocket eights and pocket fours. So I thought you might be good here. Uh, <laughs> no, you were. You actually, after we, everybody showed their hands, you were drawing. Basically dead. I don't oh, even no, like. No. I think you could have got running fours. No, no, running quads. sixes. Running sixes. Yeah, yeah eight four. I had pocket sixes too, though. Oh, that's yeah, true. There's more outs. Oh, for you me. had a lot of outs. A lot you of outs. You could have. It could have come six six, and you went with quad <laughs> sixes or four four, and you went with quad. I mean, oh man, <laughs> exactly they lucked out. <laughs> yeah, so I had even more. I didn't even. I didn't even take into account the pocket, the running fours. I thought I only had running sixes. I mean, you at least had a quarter of a percent <laughs> chance to win this. So I was already calling brush before the turn came. I was like, this is not this is not it. I don't know about the going all in, but the calling brush before the turn came, that was a good call. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So that was that. And uh, then I add back on and really nothing happens throughout. Uh, I had one hand where I got some value that – I was pretty happy with. I had one where I didn't. And I was just like, well, they kind of cancel each other out right there. <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I had one nice bluff where we were playing shorthanded, and I had ace four of hearts, and it came four diamonds on the river, and I made a big bet, and a guy folded a ten of diamonds face up, and I got to show the bluff, and that was basically my session. That was yeah. I mean, I made, that was a nice bluff. I thought that was pretty good. Say I made thirty dollars on my like. So when I when I uh, bought bought in again, 
I made $30 on that buy-in just to take away some of the loss of the first bullet. But other than that, very uneventful session for me. I mean, it started out super uneventful for me. Uh, just ended up, I mean, just got what card dead from, uh, the, from the start. Uh, I got one big hand in at the start. It was the, uh, I, like I kept kind of, it just kind of kept like, it felt like a continuation of the, the session before, I kept getting really good hands at the start, three betting and multi to getting it way multi way and just missing on, like I say, wet wet boards. It's uh, where everybody had something. It is so weird to watch you just three bet and then see like four people call, and then it just get to you and just check someone bet and you just have to fold. I mean, uh, yeah, it is weird because well, like people basically think you're supposed to see bet all the time, which. You can do this heads up, but in multi-way pots. Yeah, you might as well just burn that. I mean, yeah. you can just throw it on the ground if you want or whatever. In the multi-way pots, you just... But I'm just saying it, just, it looks so weird whenever you're getting really good pre-flop hands mm-hmm. and then missing because it just seems like you're just giving up all the time, which yeah. you are. I mean, I mean... And you're supposed well, to in that multi-way of pots, but it just it looks weird. Well, I mean, it's one of those things that if you get in a five-way pot, to be profitable, you need to win 25% of the time. You don't need to win like fifty. You don't need to win sixty. I mean, because you're getting five. You're getting five to one on your money. So it's a. Uh, so yeah. It's oh yeah. I mean, I was just saying, it just looks weird. I mean, a hundred percent is what you should be doing. I'm just saying, it's kind of. It must probably feel weird too. I mean, it does for me whenever that happens to me too. It feels frustrating, is what it does. <laughs> I will say that. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh. The so I get that. I get pocket kings. I three bet. I, I three bet again. I get two calls. Flop is ace king five. Love this. Uh, I bet a player goes all in on top of me. I call obviously, and we do, we agree to run it twice. He has queen jack and is only drawing to a ten, and a ten comes on the second board to to chop, which is pretty frustrating after being card dead so long, getting it in so far ahead, and then. Watching and you know only getting half your money back on a big hand, but it is what it is. Absolutely, just should have run it once. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. Uh, so it, and then from there, it's just kind of I just start whittling away. Like I say, a lot of missed flops, a lot of anything. Uh, I finally end up in a PLO hand where. I kind of flop like a middle mini wrap with a jack high flush draw. It checks to me. I pot it to 40, thinking I can go ahead and have a lot of outs or get this heads up. I'm like, I hate not having a lot of nut draws here, but I'm like, well, someone might call with the ace of the diamonds draw. My straight draw is good. Or in, you know, and I think I actually had a pair tier too. So pot is 40, you get lots of calls. I turn the flush. There is a higher diamond on there, I believe. Uh, so I think I have like the third nuts. Not a great place to be in. Uh, it does check to me then again. And I'm like, well, I do think I have some value here. I bet 50 and then a player goes all in for less. Uh, another player folds. Another player folds. He turned to set. We run it twice and I'm good. And that's kind of what sparked my little uptick. So that was a nice little one. Uh, I drilled the nuts. I turned the nuts in another PLO pot. Oh, I remember this one. That was nice. Yeah. Uh, 
I think uh, I called the flop, turned the nuts. I go all in for the. I go not all in. I pot it for one seventy. It everybody folds around, and another guy and a guy calls at the very late position. And though I forget what the river was, but I was good. I think he was on like a flush draw, if I remember right. No, I thought he called your river bet. He called my turn bet. I thought I he called your river bet too, because I thought he had a lesser straight. I thought it was straight over straight. You had it to the nine. He had it to the eight or the seven, something like that. You know what? He did call my river bet. I think you. You know what? It, you're right. It, but it was it was something ridiculously small. I had in my stack. It was like forty dollars or something. Oh, I don't remember. I just remember you had a nice, you had the nuts over another straight. That was just what I remember. Yeah, the river kept me the nuts, and I had like 40-something dollars. I was like, well, here we go. And he's <laughs> like, I guess, and just calls. And uh, is, uh, and you're right. Yeah, I had I, whatever I had, I had the nuts, and he had, I forget what he had, but it was uh, just something lesser. But it was a ridiculously, I mean, it was like $40 into a pot of like 400-something. Uh, so that kind of... Uh, gets me going these PLO pots which I'm not a PLO expert but I do think I will say I think I'm better than average given the player pool sure that's fair enough okay I'm like if anybody if a Tyler's agreeing to that it's super true because Tyler would love to chop me right at the knees <laughs> uh this is a probably one of the well, biggest I mean anytime we're playing with people you got to explain that they have to use two cards I assume you know more than them Hey, you don't have to clarify. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to clarify that. Just, just, say, just say I'm better than average, man. Don't, don't take this away from me. <laughs> when the average doesn't know how many cards you have to use, you're better than them. Yeah. Got to get my little chop chop in. <laughs> uh, I have pocket sevens. I raise it to ten. The flop is queen jack seven deuce with two hearts. Uh, I bet 50. Wait, so one more time. What do you have? What was the flop? Uh, it was queen, jack, seven, two hearts. And I have pocket sevens. Oh, okay, beautiful. So, this must be one where I... De- yeah, I decided, to, I decided to bet bigger on this one. Uh, I, mean, I, I love that. I mean, this is the perfect time to bet big. I mean, yeah. if you're, I mean... This is one that I'm... Veering off and exploitatively, basically, because there's just so much that can call. I don't even know if it's exploitatively. I think it's just good strategy. Okay. Well, <laughs> I mean, well, kind of same thing, right? Nah. <laughs> I mean, we because we can obviously say all the hearts are calling you. They're not folding. Uh, queen, Jack, King, Ten, Nine, Ten. There's just so much I out mean, here. We can just yeah, and there's tons of things. Uh, well, a bit about two thirds, but yeah. I get raised to 200 by the next guy to act. Folds around. I mean, obviously, this is all in. I had, I think, about 400-something. Obviously, this is all in. Uh, He calls. And I'm not really super psyched about it because there's a shit like... There's a lot of flush draws that I mean could get there. There's a lot of straight draws that could get there. I'm up against probably the best hand I could possibly be in on ace-queen. Uh, we run it twice. I'm good on both. Uh, and from there on, that's when, that was a huge hand that kind of just propels me forward. Uh, I just kind of started crushing at that point. Just started getting good hands and ace queen. Well, getting good hands and hitting and holding. Yeah, exactly. 
Uh, Ace Queen, I raised to 15. The small, small blind calls. Ace Queen on the button, I raised 15 small blind calls. Oh, I'm sorry. The button raises to 15. The small blind calls, I must be in the big blind. Because I make it 75. So, 15 from the button, 15 small blind. I make it 75 from the big blind. Small blind calls, not having a ton behind. Uh, the flop, all low cards, I completely miss. But for what he had, I think a third pot was more than covering him. So I just go ahead and bet. I'm like, well, he could miss a lot of broadways here. And I'm never going away since I would have 25% to hit an over card. I bet, a, and he's got like a tiny amount. It's like, I want to say 151.65 in the pot. He has like 30 behind. He thinks about folding for a good moment, which makes me think I'm probably pretty okay here. He finally calls showing king-queen, and I'm good. It's a, it was a good run out. Uh... Let me see. The I have not, I end up with nine, ten of hearts. I raise to ten. It's called five ways to the flop of a nine high. Preflop raiser checks. I bet twenty. Kind of a small bet. Well, yeah, it was kind of a small bet. Uh, the turn is undercard to the flop. I bet fifty. One player also calls that. The river's a king. I don't think I should be scared of the king here, but I also don't know what I'm getting to call for value anymore when I'm betting three streets with, you know, a nine with not that great of a kicker. Yeah, I agree. Uh, or, yeah, a ten with a not that great of a kicker. He has a ten with a shittier kicker when I, we go check-check, and I take that down. And then I want to pr- end up chopping a big bomb pot where I flopped a set of aces. Uh and yeah, I mean that's the one I just woke out up and left. There was four minutes until when the game was gonna, till they were gonna make us leave, and you were like, "This is gonna take me a while, guys." I was like, "Bye." I was like, "I mean, if the game's gonna break in four minutes, and you're saying this is gonna take a while to determine this call, I'll be on the road." <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I bet big on the flop, big on the turn with the nuts, and then the the river makes a straight on the board. I'm really on and all i've got is a over pair to the other board uh and the guy now i put zero uh emphasis on this he starts hooting and hollering like, all the theatrics yeah, yeah uh, which i've seen that be a tell and I've, i mean i've seen it be a reverse tell too and you know it's kind of a so i just kind of look at it and i'm like well you got this you got this because it was one of those that if he had the straight on my board it would have taken neither of those cards paired the other board, which means he had had to have a really random two cards for a straight or two pair there. So I'm like, well, if you got this, you just got this. I call, and he had the nuts on the bottom, which he did what he probably should be doing there is putting max pressure on me. But uh, it uh, ended up being a really good session for me. I had profited about 970 after including the time. That's nice. So it's always nice to have a bad session and, you know, immediately make up for it and then some. So, yeah, it was a, a pretty good one. Well, I guess on that note, I mean, do we have anything else to cover? I mean, I got the tournament I just played. Uh, oh, yeah, I forgot how, about that. How much How what are we in here for? Oh, we got time for it. We got time? Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, I, just, I just thought that was your our last session. I forgot that you had just came back from a tournament. 
Yeah, I w- we wanted to do this podcast earlier, and I've been playing a lot at Paramount, so it's a uh, they don't get a cash game started until around nine. So I just and I do like the freeze out tournaments. I don't do many tournaments. I'll do it more as a break here and there. Uh, I tell you what, it's just so fun because when it's not that much money on the line, it's always cool to have like it's such a more relaxed atmosphere than when you're like have a, at a cash game for like with everybody's got deep stacks of five to six hundred maybe. Or some places way more. Well, yeah, but at Paramount, yeah. Yeah, it's a, uh, so it was just a lot of fun. Uh, it was only two tables. A lot of the time it was shorthanded. A lot of fun joking around. Uh, I make it to the, I make it final table and I get it all in with Ace King up against Ace Five. Uh, flopping Ace and the other guy, Rivers of Five. God. Crushing my hopes and dreams. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, it was like I say. It's just a really. It's like I always enjoy the change of pace. One thing I like about poker is you can always get a little bit of variety. You can get like a cash game, no limit hold'em game. You can go in different places, different atmospheres. You can play a tournament here and there. You can do PLO to switch it up. I always enjoy the amount of variety that you can actually get with poker. No, absolutely. And you're one of the people who. Well, it seems like one of the few who actually like changing the environment up, at least. But I've noticed I am, like, I used to think it was so weird, like, when you were really on the cash game grind and you would go to the same place all the time. And I would just, like, I don't know, I'd want a different atmosphere. But I tell you what, I've noticed 99.99% of people are just like you. Yeah, well, shoot. On that note, <laughs> 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 that better best ending ever for us right now. All right, I guess happy holidays to everyone. This includes the Textbook Podcast. We'll talk to you next week. That was the Texas Poker Podcast. Go ahead and rack up, add time, and we'll see you next week.